friends. Yes, Susan. No, the other Susan. Hey! Hello, everyone. We're back. Uh, the third episode in the series, actually the fourth episode of the series, The Third Tree. We had the Tree of Life. Oh, yeah, we did one before the first one, I forgot. Yeah. And this time it's the tree that's planted beside waters. So, um, Sam, I believe a river goes through your place. Yeah, and a number of creeks. There's one actually significant creek that goes right through. So I live kind of on like a, like a, the corner of like a square kind of. Mm. All heading down to Lake Huron. Like, like with water mm. here and here. Right. So. Actually, no, it's on three sides. I'm kind of on a peninsula. <laughs> bounded by, you could, you could, you could fortify those uh, creeks. It would be hard stuff. to cross any of the creeks. They're quite deep. Mm. We just had them all dug out actually. Um, and I've got a pond. The creek runs into a pond and then the pond runs down into the river. So the image we're going to look at here is of a tree that's planted beside the, the flowing waters. What kinds of trees, we, probably lots of people know, but what kinds of trees tend to... Like what kinds of trees like water? Yeah. Um, cedar trees often grow in wet places. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of cedars. Willow trees. Birch. Willows, I think, are the kind of the best known. The classic, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they really like the wet ground. Mm -hmm. Most trees don't like wet ground. Right. They like dry, drier areas. The point about these trees that there are actually two two references to the trees planted beside the flowing waters or the waters is that as as we'll hear in a moment, even when it gets dry and hot out, they're okay because mm -hmm. they're planted beside water. Yeah, because their roots can reach the water. Right. Yep. We were talking about that, I think, in the first week, the idea that the tree's root grows deeper when the tree is stressed by wind. I just wind. had a, something wrong with my pump a little while ago. I had to pull the foot valve out. Okay. Like your sump pump? No, our main pump, like a oh. well pump. Oh, your well pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to replace the foot valve, which is at the bottom of the pipe that goes down my into my well. Right. And um, the water is only 15 feet below... What? Our, the foundation of our house. Wow. At my house. Hmm. So like that well could have been dug by hand easily. 15 feet. Yeah. It's, you know. But, but was it drilled? Yep. I think so. I don't actually know that for sure. I should find out. It doesn't really matter. It's still, there's a tube that goes down. It's steel right. tube casing. And, uh, but it's, it's very close to the bottom of the water. And yet we never have floods. Interesting. Because the surface, we're, we're on a kind of a, a hill. And like we were just saying, I'm surrounded by a, by all kinds of good drainage. Mm -hmm. So uh, the water drains away really fast. Mm -hmm. The river was dredged. So it's deeper than naturally. Right. And it can hold a lot of water. So we never have floods. So we don't have to worry about floods. My parents' property floods. My one my mom and dad live on. Mm. The water gets pretty pretty darn close to their house. Really? But even even there, they're only about a few hundred meters away. Their water table was like four or five times further down than. Interesting. Like I think it was like sixty feet to the water, and if some places in the desert or like in like Colorado or if you get out in mm -hmm. the drier areas, can be like a thousand feet to get to water. I mean, our place when we live, we live by a swamp. It's pretty. Um, the water table is is really high. You don't have to dig too deep to get water, but our well is quite deep because because there is bedrock as well. We're, we're in a weird situation. In How far Southern did you Inter have to drill down? I think it's like 150 feet hmm. to get a good flow. 
and it's because they were it's a weird it's weird geographically where the roof of ontario we're very proud of that dundalk highlands in fact when ontario was flooded we were ontario island that's what the geologists whoever will refer mm -hmm. to that part of ontario it was called ontario island in the in the minds and imaginations of the uh, geologists because yep. the rest of ontario was flooded it was all underwater at one time mm -hmm. yeah so we have bedrock and we have to dig really deep even though we've got swamp all around us and all our water all our water drains down to you so to speak in yeah. Bruce county and other directions too sure <laughs> um <laughs> so anyway there you go yeah mine's 15 feet Yours is 150, 10 times that. Um, Pretty amazing. At least I know that if my well ever dried, like if I ever had a problem with it, I could actually just drill by hand. Sure. 15 feet down. Easily. How do you, you mean dig? No, I mean like you just get like a hand auger. Right. And you can. Okay. I've never seen a hand auger. It's I just, can imagine what it is. You can use it for drill, digging post holes or whatever. But a hand auger? I've seen augers in the back of like little skid steers and stuff. Is that what you mean? Something like that, only it's only about this big. Okay. And uh, you just put extensions on it. And okay. It's got a handle and you go like this and turn it. it takes a while. But 15 There's motorized ones. Right. Um, so the reason this tree matters. I don't know why we talked about that. Oh, because we we're talking about the tree. Yeah. So the tree near the water, typically the water table would be, would be higher there. Oh, I have a really cool story right. about trees and tree roots. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was mentioning a woman who was talking about her, they planted a flowering crab apple that she ran over by mistake. Right. And it, it that was in the early 90s, 30 years later, it's still flourishing, but it has, it has like a scar on it. Anyway, it's doing really well, right? The tree, incredibly rich in life. That was, that was episode one of this series. Another story she told, they had a concrete swimming pool put in. This may have been, anyway, concrete swimming pool, the neighbor's tree which was planted by the fence line. This is a suburban Acton or something uh, near Georgetown. The roots actually broke through the concrete and came into their pool. And the neighbors felt terrible and actually knocked down their tree and paid for the pool to be repaired. But it broke through concrete. I mean, that's amazing. When you think about what tree roots can do. Um, something we're used to seeing when, uh, sometimes when we're doing fences, we attach things to trees. Mm -hmm. Like you might put an insulator there. Like right, right, right. Insulator, you put a nail through it or something. Yeah. And then the wire, it holds the wire. Yep. Um, the tree will envelop whatever, mm. like the nail and, and the insulator and the wire. Right, over if, years. If you leave it long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or sometimes like the trees that we tap for maple syrup, mm -hmm. which is coming up fairly soon. Yeah. Tapping season. Hopefully get cold some cold weather. Um, if you forget a spile, like the next year you can't get it out. And a few years later, it's completely... In the tree. It's in the tree. The tree just grows around. That is another Lord Pretty of cool. the Rings reference to the uh, old man Willow. Yeah. Is that in the Lord of the Rings? Uh, yes. That's. It's not in the movies. It's in the, but it's Tom not. Tom Bombadil's forest. Right. In the, Just outside the Shire. Yep. I know way too much about Lord of the Rings. So um, one of the hobbits is sitting in the base of this tree and, and the, the tree is kind of alive and evil and lulls him to sleep and starts to envelop him. It happens again in Entwood. Hmm. You know, or Fangor Fangorn. And with Fangorn Forest. Okay. The uh, the trees envelop uh, Merry and Pippin. Right, right. And the ant save them? And the ant, the ant comes and commands the tree to let them go. Right. Similar to what happens with Tom, Tom Bombadil. Um, this idea of like trees being kind of wild and unruly. Well, I was just thinking about the power <laughs> of the tree. Natural tree roots, let alone the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But like natural tree roots. Oh yeah, roots. have you ever tried to get a stump out? 
You pretty oh, much man. use dynamite, right? People use dynamite to get They're, stem cells. They are, or you grind them in, down into bits. Right. And just leave the roots there. Right, right. There's a stump that I've been trying to get up for a long time. Try dynamite? I have a hard time finding dynamite. Dynamite's not as freely available Where as it used get to be. It? I don't know, but like 50, 60 years ago, people were blowing stuff away. I, I hear about these stories from I'm, the I'm old farmers. I'm thinking about getting my license, but anyway. Oh, yeah, dynamite license. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into our passages about flowing water. Mm -hmm. I got two. They're parallel, as you see. One's from Jeremiah. So this, these, this tree planted beside the water is basically about um, how God responds to, you got tree of life, everything's wonderful. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil, everything's terrible. So God plants, as it were, a people to be his own people. And these people who are planted in God and his word, Israel is their name, throughout the Old Testament, they're able to draw on spiritually uh, kind of life and renewal that sustains them even when things are really hard. And the reason that matters to us today is because we're all still in that boat, even though we have more because we have Jesus. We will talk more about that next week and the week after as well. But there's still something about their faithfulness and the trust in God and Psalm 1, which we'll also look at two different passages here. Someone talks about how meditating on the law of the Lord is like being a tree planted beside the deep waters. So the two things that represent being planted, like a tree planted beside the deep waters, will be trusting in God and meditating on his word. And those two things are actually really, really important for, for us today, even as followers of Jesus, trusting in God, meditating on his word. In the middle of a world where, where still things are out of control and we don't really have an answer, those are things that we can still cling to today. That's more or less the background for this week. I think we'll just get into the passage and reflect further. Okay. So I got two passages for you. Yep. A couple of verses from Jeremiah 17 and all of Psalm 1. In the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for calling us to be with you today and to listen to you and to um, meditate on the scriptures. And I pray that you would help all of us who are listening and who are contemplating your word today, uh, that you would allow it to uh, to feed us um, the same way that a tree is nourished or given life by the water underground. I pray, Lord, that this would provide us with a basis, with um, just an undercurrent that would just uh, strengthen us for all the things we face in our lives. I think um, the idea of being in like an arid environment uh, where it's dry, where it's uh, maybe a bit desert-like is something that we face in our daily lives, something that even now, uh, right now in our world today, it seems like is happening a lot. And so we ask you, Lord, to just give us the strength that we need to be able to survive and to thrive in the world that we find ourselves in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, trying not to use the re reference to, the f to being fed. I hate that. How about being watered? Being watered is better. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, Oh, this is Psalm 1, by the way. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, 
but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Jeremiah 17. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when the heat, when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Go ahead. Anything struck here? Yes, I was thinking of when heat comes. Hmm. <laughs> Jeremiah 17. Mm -hmm. um, it shall not fear when heat comes. Its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious. And it does not cease to bear fruit. Um, I guess I was just thinking that, uh, well, like last week we were talking about, you know, being in like a kind of a fantasy world and then being like having your eyes opened. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is that like times like this happen to all of us. It doesn't matter how secure we are or how much money we have or how smart we are or even how strong your faith is, even how strong your faith is or how much you protect yourself from the world outside. Let's say, mm -hmm. um, it finds everyone this, mm -hmm. the heat, the, the drought, mm-hmm. And I just like what it says, the year of drought, it is not anxious. Ooh, I just was thinking about that word, about anxiety yeah. uh, that I face in my own life about things that, some things I have control over, some things I don't. And we need our roots to go down, to go, to go into the stream, uh, mm -hmm. to be able to give us the, to be able to outlast those times. Right. And not only outlast them, I think I said it in my prayer. It's not just about survival. It's also about thriving, right? Like. It does not cease to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how like Christians are called to bear fruit. There's a lot of references to the trees bearing fruit in the Bible. Jesus said, if the tree does not bear fruit, it should be cut down. Sure. Right. Um, so it's like the tree isn't just surviving. It's not just like barely making it. It's also like producing fruit. And that's like, that's a metaphor for the life of someone whose roots go into the stream of life. That's a beautiful image. I, I like this one. I've always liked this one. Psalm 1, their delight is in the law of the Lord. On his mm. law, they meditate day and night. I was, I was thinking, thinking about the word delight too. That's what I was thinking about the word delight yeah. and what you were saying. Um, so it's interesting to me, like with modern ears to hear like law and delight, because usually law is like all the things you're not supposed to do or you get into trouble, uh, which actually much of God's law is like, don't do that or you get into trouble. But 
But in this case, the law taken as a whole is like a source of delight. Um, now, why is there delight in the law of the Lord? Well, because laws in our modern sense mean just rules about what you're not allowed to do or you'll be punished or some kind, in some way. But law in the biblical sense refers to like the whole, really the whole of the Old Testament in the sense of the whole of the like Bible. God's revelation. Yeah. And that, that for the people of Israel, which is, this is where like chapter three of a five-part um, story, the story of Israel is like God loves his people so much that he gives them a law. The gift, the, the gift of the Ten Commandments is like, that's the law. They get it as a gift, which basically means the covenant relationship with God. I think that like meditating on the law just means like reveling in being shown a way. In a sense, it's a way back. You, you can't get all the way there with the law, but at least the, the law points you back to back behind the, the sin, right? Something like that. It's like a guide, like a North Star. Sure. Like a... Yeah, later on, like the idea, of, the idea of being righteous will be will be like put into different contexts in the New Testament. But at least there's a path to righteousness, which is what the law shows. Mm -hmm. The New Testament will say, "Well, it's really hard to follow that path because you can't do it on your own strength." We need but, Jesus. We need the Holy yeah. Spirit. But 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 this is worth considering. Like, and it, it never goes away that that as Christians, followers of Jesus, we're still there's still a path shown. There's still a way forward. And that way was shown through the Ten Commandments and all of what God revealed to his people in the Old Testament. I just like, I just like the light, because actually, I remember actually your dad saying this years ago, when people are really renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. One thing that happens to them is that they have a real hunger for the Bible. They just want to read the Bible and get to know what God has said in his word. Um, and I, I experienced that a lot myself. So maybe that's one of the reasons I actually enjoy doing this, doing the backgrounders and stuff, is because I love reading the Bible. I find it kind of exciting, mysterious, way beyond me, uh, challenging, humiliating sometimes, but delightful at the same time too, I would say. Mm. What's your experience with, with reading the Bible? You've been reading the Bible most of your life, I would imagine. Since I was 18. Yeah, since you became a Christian. Was... You were baptized a Christian as a baby, raised yeah. in a faithful family, but as, in case people don't remember, you experienced significant conversion. Yeah. And did it lead you reading the Bible? Yes, it did. Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, luckily... Um... Uh, the, the people that helped convert me mm -hmm. uh, were very much Bible Christians, Bible mm -hmm. thumpers. Mm -hmm. So Bible's like constantly part of our life in, at Teen Missions when, right. when it happened. And we memorized a verse every single day that whole summer. Hmm. And we had little like um, competitions to do with the verses. King James. Do you remember any of the verses? That's a um, long time ago. You know what? I wouldn't be able to probably get like, Yes, and I don't want to get into that though. I wanted to say something else. Oh, sure. sorry, go ahead. Um, which kind of relates because it comes from the same time. So shortly after, mm -hmm. while I was kind of having my conversion, I was going through this period of time where I was praying a lot. I was actually praying more than we had to. Hmm. Um, we had times like personal prayer times. Yeah. So most people would sleep until we had to get up and then they'd go for personal prayer time. Then we'd have a little meeting, like a little group prayer thing. Sure. We'd get our assignments for the day. Then we'd have breakfast. So all this happened before breakfast. I would get up before that, which is, if anyone knows what I'm like now, I'm like super lazy now. So I don't know how I did that. But I'd get up early and I, um, the place we were staying in England was like these old Victorian houses, hmm. townhouses. And um, I would, the windows sills were like at chest level for some reason. Wow, weird. I don't know okay. why. They just, the, the ceilings are really high. The hmm. windows were quite high. So I'd stand at an open window, right, 
with um, the windowsill there and I would write in my journal on that windowsill. Yeah. And outside my window, it's kind of like a courtyard and there was a willow tree out there. Hmm. And I remember I wrote something in my journal to this effect that the willow tree was praising God just by being a tree. Right. Um, and I, like, I wasn't trying to be profound. I was just thinking like the willow tree looked like it was praising God. Right. Like, kind of like this in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but what I was thinking about, the re- reason it relates to this is like, um, you know, I was thinking about in all that they do, they prosper. Right. Because not everything a Christian does prospers. Sure. Okay. So that, that isn't really true. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about when I, whatever, everything a tree does prospers. Because a tree is just focused on being a tree. A tree doesn't focus. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. A tree, just by being itself and doing what it's supposed to do, yeah. gives glory to God and prospers. Yep. Right? And I was thinking, we need to be more like trees in that sense. Hmm. That, Interesting. Um, we need to realize that we should do what we're supposed to. We should do what we're made for. Be who you are. Be who you are. Be who what you Do what you were made to do. Yeah then we will prosper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we can go out we can go off and do everything, all the, follow every crazy little, sure. you know, thread. Um, I, I just, I need to hear that. I'm constantly trying new things and. Oh, so you don't have to keep, you don't, don't need to try too hard. Just be, I think the line is from St. Catherine of Siena, be who God made you to be and you will set fire to the world. That's right. Be who God made you to be. Yeah. I think that's kind of the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the willow tree that just right. gives praise, just it just by being itself, sure, is uh, is pleasing to God and is. I think some people by their right? personality. I'm one of those people. You might be too. Um, we all feel like some of us feel like we have to do a lot for God, and I think it's good to remember that that is great. But just being who you are is how you. I feel really like I'm always going back to the knowledge of tree of the tree of good and evil. Oh yeah, how so? Tree of knowledge of good and evil. I don't know, just like. Well, you keep wanting always that, chasing the, after something real. new. Right, right, right. Like, like something better. Like, oh, there's got to be more, and then I just. This follow, is interesting. Follow it down the rabbit hole again, again and again and again and again. So last week was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which was the one tree that we're mm-hmm. not supposed to eat from. Uh, one another interpretation of that tree is we want control. Yeah. I well, want to know everything about that's everything. I, that's exactly. I don't it. want to live with uncertainty. I, I mean, I'm actually like that. <laughs> and that's too. how we deal with our anxiety, or right, is, is to try and con- try and get everything under our control. Okay, can I criticize all of you people who are in the electronic world, like me, like me, but especially you and other people that like carry phones? No, no, people who carry phones, which I don't do. So here's the thing: I do this all the time with electronics. It's like I need to know right away. Like if I if something comes into my mind, I'm not sure what it is. Like the meaning of a word or historical event or whatever piece of trivia. Yeah. It's like I gotta find out, and I think that's good actually. So I'm gonna say that there's something genuine and good about that desire. Um, as I was saying, I heard your dad say this, and you experienced this apparently. It's like once we're converted to God, meaning we trust Him, we have a great desire, almost like a physical hunger for His Word. There's something about that. I experience it. Like when I'm hungry, which I am right now, looking forward to some, I brought some leftovers. Um, so I have a physical hunger like that, but I actually do really enjoy getting to know what God is saying through the Bible. I actually yeah. have that in me. And I think, I think it's a sign of, it's a good sign when you can delight in that. It's something I should delight in more. I should read more of my Bible. But also just trusting in God, like you said, that the two go, mm. to, go together. That's, they're both like, 
two of the gifts that Israel gives us till today are like trusting in God and delighting in his word. Yeah. That defines them and as just a people. being who God made you to be. Yeah. And not worrying too much about everything else. Mm -hmm. In fact, they probably got into trouble when they tried to do stuff for God instead of just letting God be their God and enjoying him, which is what these two, they're actually very static images. They both are the image of a tree. It's a static image. Mm -hmm. Like you said about the willow, it's not doing anything. It's just being itself. It's just being itself. Yeah. And that's good enough. Being who God made it to be. In doing so, it brings glory to God. And yeah. Like it says, produces fruit. And mm -hmm. a willow tree doesn't really produce any fruit. But. Maybe I'll just uh, wrap, <laughs> wrap up my thoughts by mentioning also that Psalm 1 is, is often called the two paths. There is a path of the wicked. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing is sinners, scoffers. Um, so that's the path that Adam and Eve took. Like you said, we keep going back to it. Um, and, and what happens is the, according to the psalm, we become like chaff that the wind just drives away. So there's like, there's no substance there. Um, this reminds me as well of what you said last week, that, that evil is actually has no substance. It's just a, a deprivation of good. Light is, light is, light is real and substantial. Darkness is just the absence of light. So it goes back, I also, I think last week I quoted that old song, Dust in the Wind. It's like, when we try to do things on our own strength, on our own steam, which is what the scoffers and sinners do, um, which is what Adam and Eve tried to do, it's like, just there's nothing there. There's nothing there at all. Um, so anyway, I, I just think it's, it's good to lay out the possibility of two paths. Uh, Jeremiah, can't remember later on in the book, no, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy towards the end says, God says to the people, I set before you life and death, choose life. Which is going back to the Adam and Eve thing and even the, the, the idea of the Psalm 1 is there are two different paths there. I know how much I can drive myself crazy with anxiety. One says, a friend of mine described it, the hamster wheel starts spinning in my mind about like all the different things I've got to figure out, which I can't. So yeah. I was just talking about the two paths. I just want to lay that yeah, out as- Two paths. Yeah. A fork. The fork in the road that we encounter all the time, like mm -hmm. 100 times a day, path of life and the path of death. So, yeah. The narrow road, the wide road, et cetera, et cetera. One thing that, so one of the, like, like Jeremiah says in chapter 17, which we just had, is like, trust is like the source of everything good in our lives, trusting God, yep. trusting God. But why is that hard to do? Why is it hard to trust God? Yeah. Mostly because we can't see. Mm. It's just... It's, it's blind trust. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm always a little hesitant about the word blind, but I, I, I actually do know what you mean. Like trust means you don't just- I know the word blind is a bit of a, a bit too strong. We are supposed to use our minds and so forth. We know that, but, but at a certain point it is trust. It's a shadow step. What's a shadow step? A step into the unknown, a step, mm. into the, a step into the shadows. Is that something you just made up, that phrase? No, it's a song. Okay. Yep. It's like, uh, you can only see like, the, the step you're on mm -hmm. and not the next one. The next one's a step of faith. And that's just that, that's just a repeated right. thing where we have to, we trust, we step, we find out it's okay. And then we do it again. There's a saint that reminds me of a prayer of his, John Henry Newman, who was made a saint recently in the Catholic, recognized a saint recently in the Catholic church. And he's got this prayer about um, how we're all like a link in a chain. And there's a line, something like, we may not know what, what our lives mean in the moment that we're living them, but the meaning will be revealed to us in eternity. Yeah, when you see the whole chain, you realize, ooh, that 
each each link was important. Yeah, even the ones we thought weren't important. Mm. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of for people who are on mission, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. We're going to fail a lot. The thing that will shine through for everybody, including each other and ourselves, is who you are. Who you are will shine out way more than anything you might say or do. People people just see who we are. We see each other. Like anyway. What I'm trying to get away from is this idea that we have to do a lot in order to give glory to God. But what you said about the willow tree is the opposite of that, just being who God made you to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything more you want to add, Sam? No. Then let us give thanks to God. I'm hungry. I'm hungry Let's get too. out of here. Let's split this popsicle stand. Let's split this. Let's make like a tree and leave. Let's make like a tree and scram. <laughs> and leave. I know. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's um, rich in life. There's a tree right here. Um, right behind us. It came up in Back to the Future. Yeah, Biff. Biff always says, um, "Make like a tree and make sprint. like a tree and get out of here." Mm -hmm. And then someone else. At one point, someone goes, "It's leave. <laughs> make like a tree and leave, you idiot." Or something like that. Maybe it's old Biff that tells young Biff that. I think it is. On the end of that edifying note, <laughs> we will conclude in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, uh, you give us the capacity for delight. I like that. Thank you for the ability to be delighted, to delight in trees, delight in ourselves, delight in each other, and especially to delight in you and your word. Um, we know that in and through everything, you are present, and that in delighting in all your creatures, we are delighting in you. So just give us that joy um, to every heart that is maybe parched or in a drought right now in a, in a dry season, um, just allow us to have deeper, deeper roots in you where the living waters of, of your life and your love sustain us through everything. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you next time. Oh, there's that appetizer. He's Sam. I'm Charles. Tell your friends. Can we stop now? Yep. It got kind of ghostly as